welcome to Watch What Crap and the podcast about all of that crap that we love to talk about on your bras. It's me, Lisa Vanderpump, back and ready to go, darling. It might as well be Ken's birthday because I'm feeling hot. Get it? Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Ronnie and that's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hey, Ronnie. What's up? Welcome back to Vanderpump Rules Season God, just nine. starting over season the new nine. class. The new class. Yeah, season basically. nine of Vanderpump Rules. It's back. It's back, guys. It's back. Can't believe it. I still look great. Yeah, you you do. Um, Vanderpump Rules is back. We're recapping it today, and I have to give a shameless, shameless plug because I wrote a recap of the first episode that's up on the dip. So um, if you want to read a recap in addition to this podcast, go check that out. The dip is the dip and two peas on the dip. And uh, I hope you guys all like it. It's the first time, Ronnie, that I've written a TV recap in many years. And it was really fun to sort of get back to get back to my old roots there for Yeah. For night. Yeah, your yeah. your blogging roots, baby. Yeah, I'll be blogging over there reading roots. it. Once we're yeah. done, I didn't want to inadvertently steal from you, Ben, darling. If I'm gonna steal it's from okay. you, I'm gonna do it live. On demand. <laughs> we are on Crappens on Demand today for this very special recap. So if you want a video version, just head over to Patreon dot com slash watch what crap it's okay just a quick note for those of you who are just signing up we got on patreon at the very start so our way of doing it is a little different because you know it's been a long time so basically choose your level one dollar bonus episodes five dollars on demand episodes when you get to the end of your sign up cap how much you want to spend at the end of each month so you're not overcharged okay the five dollar level you get all the on demand and all the bonus episodes okay and discord and and discord Discord and Discord access. to talk to each other and have a good time in there, join the community, etc. So that's the basics. If you have any questions, uh, email us over at Patreon. I'll try and get better about <laughs> looking at those. And yeah. um, here we are with Vanderpump Rules. Ronnie, the it's big back. hibachi return. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, a big hibachi return. Um, what did you think? Just like before we get into the nitty gritty, like what did you think about the the uh, the season premiere? Well, I had a weird feeling going in, Ben, because, you know, I mean, a lot of us do. Lots happened since then. A lot happened to change it to this point. There's a lot of drama that went down to change it to this point. And um, I thought, you know, just give it a chance. This has always been one of our favorite shows. Let's just jump in, you know, and see what it's like. And then um, we were lucky enough to see a press screener of it this week. So we saw it a little bit early. And they still had the old credits on the new episode <laughs> which was just like watching one of the tackiest in memoriams <laughs> of all time right god could you imagine could you could you imagine if in memoriams were just like face swapped with the vanderpump rules opening credits like cicely tyson just with like, <laughs> like a martini <laughs> cicely tyson's spilling <laughs> champagne all over people <laughs> slow motion Oh, I mean, rest in peace, Cicely Tyson. How dare I? How dare I invoke Cicely Tyson at this moment right now? I am so sorry to the ghost of Cicely Tyson. You do not deserve this. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. Ed Asner. Ed Asner. That's a better one. Ed Asner as Jax Taylor <laughs> handing yeah. over like a like over leaning over the bar. Yeah, Beethoven's like sitting there holding a tray of ketchups to Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets put on Chino's body? Who, who gets who gets that indignity? <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know, is Mitzi Gaynor still with us? I think she is. Um, so, yeah, there was uh, that. So that was kind of shocking to my system. Um, I was like, wow, all fired. It was like um, a Vanderpump Rules, you know, <laughs> ghost experience. Um, yeah. And then it started, and I laughed the whole time. I mean, I thought it yeah. was hilarious the whole time. Even people that I, I normally didn't laugh at all the time before, like Lala. I was cracking up even with <laughs> Lala. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I actually thought it was a really strong episode. I think it was actually the strongest episode we've had. Like, the strongest in, like, two seasons. Um, yeah. I mean, there I mean, there were some good episodes, obviously, in the past two seasons. Even amongst weaker seasons, there were some really good episodes. But um, it really made me optimistic for this season. Because going into it, I kind of felt like Summer House and Southern Charm may have started to eclipse Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules sort of seems like left in the like in the in the, in the dark or whatever or in the past yeah. but coming back i was shocked at how well it worked i thought that like it was very funny there's there was like a lot of that self-involved self-involved annoyingness it wasn't as like cloyingly babyish it wasn't cloyingly like i'm an adult now like as it was the past two seasons and i actually think like one of my concerns was how is this show going to work without stassi and Jax, who are two of the big villains right and First of all, it's like silly me to think that they would like there's so many villains on this show. That's not a problem. But also, I think what it did was by not having Jax, by not having Stassi and Kristen, although I do still sort of miss Kristen, the show had kind of, I think, struggled to find ways to incorporate these people in right like because it left the restaurant. It didn't make sense. And and we had to make spend a lot of time and energy focusing on the witches of WeHo and Jackson Brittany. And I think the show just kind of was like suffering under all this weight. And I think by actually, now that they're gone, we can really still now focus on sort of the central staff of like Sir and Tom Tom and like some of their ancillary side people. And I think it gave just enough focus to make it feel for me, at least in this episode, like uh, the show might just be back on track. Yeah, well, we'll see. You know, time will tell. It's going to be a Vanderpump Rules season. It's always a long season. So we'll definitely yeah. have time to dissect it over the next six months of our lives. <laughs> I know. We'll know. Okay. We'll check back in in May when we're in episode 47. And we'll be yeah. like, oh, my God, please make this end. <laughs> I just wrote, old credits horrified me. These are the best days of our lives as everyone who got fired is flashed on screen. <laughs> These are the best days. It's like dead dead you know i told you me and my friend cheryl used to do that when i was a kid everybody that came on tv that was dead we'd just go dead <laughs> i don't know why that was so funny so but we'd always, of you. <laughs> we would always crack up doing that with each other and this this opening i was definitely like na, 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 not dead is there a world in which some there's like an indie comedy about Vanderpump Rules where Christina Ricci plays Sheena. Is there a world where that happens? Because I can actually sort of see that. Yeah, like a God, good I Oscar turn. I'll watch yeah. her in everything. I even watched that Lizzie Borden bullshit with her. I was like, I love you, Christina Ricci. <laughs> Help them make this a musical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it because otherwise I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go on and on and be talking. Oh, about, really? Like, you want to get into thing. it? You want to get into yeah. it? Well, here's a I'm new Trixie Monocle tune. Written just for Ooh. Vanderpump Rules, it goes, Come get it, get it, get it, come get it, get it, get it, get it now. Yeah, we're Tricky chilling has a... in the shade, yeah. 
Trixie really had to like come out with a new banger because she had been working on her side project, which we all know is the Trixie Mononacal Choir of <laughs> of Utah. <laughs> so she had to she had to come back to her roots a little bit with like a good banger. Uh, you know, come and get it now. It's a classic sort of Trixie tune. Come and get it now. Come and get it now. <laughs> And I love the complete lack of any kind of diction. These people have, even Trixie Monocle has been off for two years on this show because this is how she enunciated this whole first song. And I had to rewind it three times to hear that it was come and get it. And I was like, come and get it. I had to rewind three times, Trix. Yeah. Yeah, Trixie she used to, I think she's trying to be like Ariana Grande. She'd be like, well, you know, Ariana yes. Grande doesn't say m- much more than like one big long syllable, so I could do that too. Um, so the first thing we see are Tom and Tom in their side, like their motorcycle sidecar in matching cable, green cable net sweaters. Um, so this first image, I was already filled with dread. I was like, we're screwed. This season's going to suck. Me you know, too. Yeah, I'm I a really... little over. I'm over costume shtick. I'm over sidecar shtick. I'm over. I'm just over Tom and Tom. It's shtick, fun dad shtick. You know? It's fun dad shtick. You know, they're both yeah. like we're the fun dad. Neither one of them are dads yet that we know of. You know, I mean, this is Vanderpump Rules, so you never really know, but but we know they're not really dads. They need to get over the fun dad shtick. You know what I think would really help this show. If they became enemies, that's what I need from mm. this show. I need them to become be enemies, good. Tom to start going crazy like Jack, Sandoval to start going crazy like Jack's, which you already see kind of coming. Like his ego yeah. is already really like, well, I'm in red parachute pants now and crossing my legs like I'm in the actor's studio. Like we're already seeing, I've got a goatee and a mustache now. Like we're already seeing this like soul patch kind of a vibe come into Sandoval. So yeah. we see him slowly boiling over the crazy pot. And then we see Schwartz. You know, Schwartz still looks gray. He looks like he's he's got a needle sticking out of his arm through half of this show. So <laughs> I want to see him kind of like come out of his drug haze and like do, allegedly. I mean, I don't know. I'm not alleging it, but you know, I'm, I'm just reading his skin. Like. Just yes. what he looks like. And yeah. um, I'd like to see him kind of come out of it and be like, no, you know what, Papa? I'm the guy who can run all the restaurants. Yeah. And to see them go head to head, you know, Titans. Yeah. I'm the number one guy, Bubba. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we're we're meant to believe that Tom is, like, becoming the arrogant, power-hungry person. But I also, like, I'm not totally there to co-sign that because I feel like he is dealing with Schwartz and Katie on, uh, like, every single day. And, like, wouldn't you also just be, like at your wits end and just want to just want to take the reins at a certain point? So I feel I would, like... but you know who they're dealing with? Tom. Sandoval. So it's like, who's really winning? Because you know how Tom Sandoval is. He'll be like, oh, you jump rope? Really, bro? I can jump rope better. Oh, really? Your name is Schwartz? I can name myself Schwartz better. You know, he's like that. So <laughs> they're all dealing with something. Chilling. I'll tell you who they're, you know who they're really dealing with? Business. Hello, business I'm Lisa Vanderpump. And because I'm a businesswoman, I shall appear in a blazer and a loose necktie. Listen, I've given up the magic man capes. I've given up the pussy bows. And now I'm on to neckties. Ooh. Ooh. 
Yes, first of all, I'm very happy that, as far as we can tell, Lisa Vanderpump is no longer dressing like a magician. Maybe she heard <laughs> that magicians are like for little kids. But um, she is now doing the necktie thing. So I feel like this is a step in the right direction. I think the magician look for her last season really was such a like a brand tarnishing move for her. Like, you know, she used to be this like sort of like effortlessly glamorous and sexy, sexy, unique restaurant owner. And then to just sort of be showing up in these like these ruffly necks and cuffs with these weird studded things and blazers. And I, I just was, it, it almost ruined Lisa Vanderpump for me. Almost. I dug the magic look. I love, I love a good sequin. Okay. Yeah. And everything she had was like sequined and, you know, she's like, look, we're going horseback riding in sequins. And I, I don't know. <laughs> As an old dinner theater actor, I kind of like that in a person, but you know, I get it. I like yeah. any coat you can really wipe down with Windex and just call it a day, you know? So um, yeah. she is very businessy, like, paper, look, note a book. I'm very businessy, all right. <laughs> now, Ken, Ken, we're on track to open in what, Ken? A week, Ken? He's like, oh, so we're on track to open. I don't know about that, darling. Yes, I'll tell you. I'm lucky to be alive, darling. I feel something trickling down my leg right now, darling. Very good. Glad we had this meeting, darling. Ken is sitting on a little stool in the corner of Tom Tom, and I believe he has been there since 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pandemic, darling. I've just been waiting here for customers. When he finally so, kicks it, they're going to shove a hose up his butt, and out of his mouth, it's just going to squirt water out. You know, <laughs> little statue, little statue of Ken in the corner. <laughs> so uh, we also see Richardson. So Richardson has been, you know, he's been, you know, he's in that tier of Vanderpump Rules players. Um, like Peter, although Peter is of like the highest part of it because Peter sort of crosses over into kind of like friend of status. But there's like a bunch of these Jesse, Richardson, um, Natasha, sort of people who just sort of are there and have been there for years and pop the people up. People who now actually and then. work at the restaurant. Literally actually work. So Richardson is now the new manager at Tom Tom, which is good because Max is fired. And sadly, I think this is the beginning and the end of our uh, diversity in the new 2021 Vanderpump Rules. And I mean, this is a show that wound up in the national spotlight for, you know, problematic bullshit. And you sort of thought like, oh, okay, let's let's see what they do in 2021. And it's like, here. Yeah. We're going to talk to Richardson for 30 seconds and diversity. It is done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is all we get. Yeah, I agree with you. That's pretty awkward. It's like, well, we only have one black man, but he does have two D's in his name. So that's something, <laughs> isn't it? Magic! <laughs> um, it's like the beginning of Below Deck. You know how the first episode, they're like, okay, here's your deck crew team. And then here's the first officers, you know. Jeff, yes. Jeff, and Jeff. <laughs> and you see the people who really work on the boat, and then you never see them again. Maybe you'll see their legs dangling off of Captain Sandy's couch in the bridge, but that's it. And that's Richardson. Every year, it's like the first day you see Richardson. Although this year, the cast photo, Richardson is is in the front row. I don't know if you saw that. They put him front and center. So maybe we'll be getting more from Richardson as the season goes along. But um, yeah, this is this is the big... Uh... <laughs> The big diversity improvement on Vanderpump Rules. They yeah. had 30 seconds with Richardson at the top of the show yeah. during the montage of, hey, this is what people are up to. You know what I hate about these on-demand things is I just, it's like, am I just, is do I have like eye booger dysmorphia? What is it? Do I have a booger do. or do I not? You literally have eye booger dysmorphia. There's no way to see an eye booger on this, on this camera right now. I feel like but I you know, have, dysmorphia I think is eyes... a great, 
Listen, if there's any time to get dysmorphia, it's when talking about Vanderpump Rules. Am I right? I guess, but yeah, I'm going to start injecting my eyes with filler. I'm going to have little eye boobs. Um, yeah, I think I'm just getting eye wrinkles, and it's like creasing right where the booger comes out, and so I'm always seeing an eye. Anyway, guys, sorry about that. So yeah, Richardson. So they're like, isn't this stressful, Richardson? And he's like, I just breathe in calmness, and I exhale possibly COVID-infected spittle bubbles all over the place. No need to worry. She's like, oh, Richardson, no! Richardson, you incorrigible soul. You are now wrapped, and we will no longer see the rest of the episode. Thank you. <laughs> Exhaling inf- infected spitter bubbles all over the place. That's what they said on my wedding night. Get it? <laughs> I may be in a necktie, but I'm still sexy. Sexy is my business, that's why. Now let me put that in my manila envelope, because I am business. <laughs> So then we go over to James, who's in his apartment DJing. He's like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then we just, he's like doing these like karate chops. And then he's like, make some noise. He's doing every DJ move that little kids do in their bedrooms while they're practicing, right? He's like, look at me. I'm I'm DJing, but I'm doing it with my arms crossed. You know, where they're like, I'm reaching for the record here, but I'm reaching with the knob with my other hand. Like, ooh. Yeah. The talent, the cross-armed talent. Are you Ambi? <laughs> and uh, and then we like we we zoom out and we see that he's basically DJing for like a moth on the wall in his in his new smaller apartment. It's just like there's like three moths that are at, like a moth Coachella right now. Like yes, this is the best DJ James Kennedy. And then we just hear Rico going, "Babe, will you help me move this table?" It's like. Oh. Sure. He's like trying to move the table with his arms crossed. Please. He's like holding a headphone into one ear. It's like, babe, you don't have to listen to the headphone to move the table. No, I gotta do this. I'm a DJ. Uh, So then we go to Ocean Lala's baby. Yeah. We're not going to the ocean. We're going to Ocean, Ocean. which is Lala's baby. It's a baby named Ocean. You know what? I don't want to diss babies. I'm just kidding. I love dissing babies. What kind of name is Ocean? Do you know how polluted the ocean is? Why don't you just name that baby side of the freeway? Okay? Freeway (laughs) shoulder. Ronnie, I don't have to listen to this, okay? I have a baby at home. That's going to be Lala's tagline for oh my the rest God. of eternity, by the well, way. Well, and Everyone Sheena, she's that. already like, oh, my birthday's theme is Mommy's Night Out. <laughs> I know. The two of them are in a mommy off right now, and it's like I was dreading all the babies on Phantom Pump Rules, but seeing the babies being weaponized for status on the show is actually kind of hilarious. So uh, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I'm enjoying that more than I thought I would too. God, I'm a sucker for a baby though. God, I just love it. Well, I I I like that we were not centered on the babies. I thought we really would be, but they were actually a little bit more tangential than yes. I was expecting. But I think if the cast had remained the same, it would have been a problem because we would have had like because Brittany would have centered her baby a lot. Like well, that baby would have been in like a Lularoe, you know onesie it would have like, been trying to hook baby, you're a good guy. You're a good it would have guy. been trying to hook the other babies onto LuLaRoe. it would have been like the little LuLaRoe master of all the other babies <laughs> so uh lala is drinking her own breast milk um which fine I, it annoyed me not because i think it's like gross to drink your own breast milk I, it annoyed me because i think that lala felt like she was like interesting because of it and she wasn't so then we go over to ariana and katie and they're at a dog park and uh they're on like a little doggy date um which is thrilling 
for dogs. You know, dog, dog, dog. This worried me. This scene worried me too. You know, and and I was coming into this. (laughs) I was coming into this looking for things to be worried about. But this definitely, I was like, oh no, the dog park. No, that's where we're starting. No, guys. Same. Um, so scary. But they're with their dogs. And then we go over to Summer Sheena. Moon. Sheena Corner, baby corner. <laughs> so we go over to Sheena's house. And, you know, I wrote here, I really love how they're using the babies, how babies were meant to be used as props. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, look how cute this is. Put it down. Let's go have a conversation somewhere else. <laughs> then I'm in. And Sheena is is being the mom we always thought she would be, which is saying... Not all babies are as cute as you. We have to give you a manicure. Would you like a coffin shape? Oval? What do you think? Coffin shape? Want coffin shape nails? And the thing is that, like, I think we're meant to digest this as she's making a joke, but I actually think Sheena is very interested in giving her baby coffin shaped nails. Oh, yeah. Did you say coffin shape, by the way? Yes. It was coffin shape, right? Yes. And she's definitely one of those mothers who's going to be totally. Um, Facetuning her baby on Instagram. You know how everybody <laughs> loses their shit when they're like, Cam Zolciak is facetuning the baby! You yeah. know that Sheena's gonna do that. That baby's gonna look like, always look two years old. It's never gonna not look look like you it's know, out well, of How old is it? It's not two years old. Like, maybe a, a day old. It's always gonna look like two weeks old. Well, the, the funny thing is the baby is already just like Sheena because when she's like, do you want do you want, do you want a coffin manicure? You want a coffin manicure? It just cuts the baby and it's just like staring at Sheena and just spits out its pacifier like, <laughs> like they're already speaking the same language. <laughs> I know. I know. Poor Brock doesn't know what sound is going on at like two in the morning. He just hears over the monitor. <laughs> He's not sure who to give the bottle to. <laughs> like, okay, which one of you two needs a pacifier? I do. I need one. I think I'll take one of each of the prime pacifiers. Who's comforting who in here? All right. Who's comforting who? Okay, Brock. Man, boy, you're you're beautiful. But God, he's stupid. Let's get to some Brock lines soon because bless I'm your heart. For bless your adorable bear man bund heart. You're a dumb dumb. <laughs> get over here and give me a hug. Speaking of which, the Toms now finally walk into Tom Tom, and Lisa gives them hugs. And um, Lisa's telling, saying, "You know, people have been locked up for a year, and now they want to come out and they want to party. So what does that mean? We're back, baby, because everyone loves to party in a place with fluffy bar stools. Ooh, party time!" As fun as it's been not paying anybody for two years straight. <laughs> I'd love to see them desperately come back to work because they need the money now. She was in a lot of drama with not paying paying her staff during COVID and stuff, eh? 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 So, the- <laughs> so Schwartz comes in. He's this, like, wow. this comment brought to you by Luke Gold- Goldbranson. Eh, did you hear? She didn't pay her, she didn't pay her staff, eh? So then Schwartz, uh, you know, gets his hugs from his, you know, lovely mommy who he loves. Oh, and he's like, oh, wow. oh, it's so nice to be out of the house and breathe non-Katie saturated air. This is amazing, <laughs> Baba. <laughs> oh, well, you guys are the only two of the whole group that didn't have a baby. I mean, I don't mean you two. Get it. It's a joke that you two got together and had a baby together. <laughs> I wear neckties now. <laughs> I went from magician to Paula Panstone. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so then Schwartz is like, yeah, well, during quarantine, me and Katie made it a concerted effort to get pregnant. And the producer's like, what, is, what does that mean? He's like, it means that we had sex. And then he starts doing the thing that you do when you don't want them to use anything that you're saying. Like he just... Like, he's a Dorit Kemsley type who just stole a lot of money from somebody. He's, like, doing this with a potato chip bag. He's like, we had sex whenever the clock told us to. Uh (laughs) Ooh, I can't wait to fashion a hilarious joke about that in front of a brick wall because I'm a comedian now. Neckties. Mm -hmm. So so then Lisa goes and sits down with none other than the maestro. And they have to figure out the outside terrace for dining. So they're just sitting there doing that. And we also see Puffy. Have we met Puffy before? I feel like we have, but sometimes it's hard to keep track. Puffy, the dog? I don't know anymore. It's like Puffy, Fluffy, Muffy, Scruffy. Like, who knows? Okay, get better names. So she's talking about the patio, and she's like, I don't want to spend too much money because we don't know how permanent it's going to be. Let's refer to it as the Max and Dana patio. So people understand (laughs) we will close it and pretend it never existed anytime we feel like it. (laughs) So then, uh, meanwhile, Schwartz is very nervous. I mean, he's always nervous. Like, he could see a peanut in a in like a bowl and be like, oh God, should I have that peanut? I don't know. Will the peanut get mad at me? But he's actually nervous now because he and Tom Sandoval have started, they're opening up a new spot and they have not told Lisa yet. And Sandoval's like, dude, as amazing as it is to see Ken and Lisa, I'm also slightly nervous because I don't know if they know we're opening up a new spot or not. Oh, dude. I think she knows she's wearing a necktie. She knows that turns me on. So we see a flashback of the Toms in their new space, and there's like a bar, and then we just see Tom Sandoval go, we gotta do a double-decker booth, like, up here, dude! I'm like, what is a double-decker booth? How does that work? Is it like a bunk bed of tables? Yes, <laughs> what is it's that? gonna be one booth with another one on top of it that you have to climb a ladder over the other first table, and then these people are gonna be sitting under a terrible community theater-built stage-like thing, where they're hearing like, boom, 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 right above them from the asshole, and then you know people are gonna get rowdy and do shots and then fall the fuck over in that double-decker booth. You know what's gonna yeah. happen. I literally think the double-decker booth gives me so many, so much anxiety. I imagine just the person on the bottom. It's just a constant, to me, it's just a constant stream of napkins falling on their heads. <laughs> like, yes. that's all it is. And spilling. Just napkins and drips yes. and crumbs. Yes. Uh, Vanderpump osmetolitan drips or whatever the fucker drinks are. <laughs> uh, do they just have less regulations in the valley or what? Yeah, I mean, the valley, you never know what you're going to get, right? So he's like, we got to tell her, though, because we're partners now, Baba. And he's like, yeah, in the mafia, doing a side gig is not a good thing. You, like, uh, betrayed the family, dude. Don't worry, no big deal. Cut to a piano wire. A piano wire. A piano wire. (laughs) Which he also (laughs) used on Watch What Happens. You need a better gay in your life. Get a better gay, okay? I'm going to tell you the same thing I tell all the Real Housewives, Tom Sandoval. Get a better gay to write your lines, okay? (laughs) Call Ben. You have his number. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a very wordy joke instead. 
<laughs> so um so now the so the toms are sitting with ken and lisa and ken is like oh we got a lot of work to do we gotta yeah someone's gotta take me off the stool i've been here for three years so it's a lot of work i'm gonna knock you spark out i'll knock you spark out there there ken relax relax ken relax at the moment we have no bartenders you know so we're gonna need you to chip in on the moment uh well actually we'd love to help but uh at the moment we're uh 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 dude dude help me out here you're wearing a necktie. I love neckties. Oh, I was reading in Mad Magazine that you two are opening up a new restaurant with double-decker booths. Is this true? Is this true? Yeah, we're slammed. You're slammed. Like me on my wedding night. Did I already use that today? Get it! Get it! (laughs) (laughs) So... Basically, Leeson can already know about this, and they actually seem totally unbothered because they already know, like, it's probably not going to be too much of an issue. So um, so she's like, so what exactly is the theme of your new restaurant? Is it purple highlights with Chilean sea bass? It works very well. <laughs> and Sandoval's like, oh, dude, so it's like... Uh, James Durrell, like late artist, but like he like went to his grandma's house and then like took some acid. Lisa's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand any of those concepts. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't know what you're saying, but please tell me that the name is not Tom Tom because I will sue you. And he's <laughs> like, No, no, no. He said, No, no. Uh, we're still working on it. Uh, well, Tom thinks Schwartz thinks we're working on it, but we're not. We've settled on a name. All right, you want to hear it? Schwartz and Sandys. She's like, uh... <laughs> so like the sequel to Tom Tom. So everyone's like, uh... It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. And then we cut over. We go back to the dog park. And it's Katie and Ariana. And Katie's like, um, so your Tom really likes the name he came up with. My Tom hates it. I think it's horrible. And she's like, I mean, you want to make it lights and textures and art and fun, and then you want to call it Schwartz and Sandy's? Lost my boner. But you know what you gained? A Karen haircut. The fuck (laughs) is Katie showing up with Karen hair? Have we learned nothing? (laughs) I think she's not necessarily wrong in this case, though. I mean, not the hair, but about the the boner she lost. Um, She's like, and then she tells us, I feel like it's a family business, and like once things are set up, I can come in and help. I'm like, uh-oh. This is not going to be good for really anyone involved in the establishment. Yeah, and I love how she words it. Like, once everything's done, I can just come in and like stand there all night and get paid. Yeah, you and don't like, want to do the un- fucking work. Yeah, undo all the stuff that's being done. <laughs> what is she going to do? This sounds like a nightmare. Us. This sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yes, it um, does. I agree the name's not great, but it's their names. I mean, what else are they going to do? Like, number one <laughs> guy no in the group. There's other names. <laughs> you know, like, we're not Jax. You know, like, would, what are you going to call it? Not Jax. I would go not to a place Jax. called Not Jax. <laughs> Here's their choices. Santa Schwartz, Schwartzaval, Schwandaval. <laughs> I mean, I don't think any of those are better. Santa Bubba? Bubbaval? <gasps> Bubbaval. Bubbaval. I would go to Bubbaval. Because that actually sounds Bubba very Ball. high-minded. I feel like that would be a place that you can get like a tasting menu. Oh, have you gone to Bubba Ball? Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, because yeah, people who don't know the show will be like, oh my god, have you been to Bubba Ball? That sounds like <laughs> In very- L.A. for sure. <laughs> the L.A. Times, Bill Addison. The new hottest place to get 
Gourmet grilled cheese is above all. Their tasting menu is resplendent with all sorts of flavors and inspirations. Is that the restaurant with the old man corpse that they use as a water fountain in the corner? Oh, no, no. That's Tom Tom. This is Bubbaval! (laughs) Their gelatinous beet salad is really one that innovated. Uh, Los Angeles cuisine, let alone American cuisine. <laughs> I'd be a terrible food critic, by the way, just listening to me be like improvise my my critiques. I would be a terrible food critic too. I'd be like, "Ew, terrible! Needs more bread." That's all I would say about everything, even like a bread basket. I'd be like, "Ew, terrible! Needs more bread." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Ariana tells us that she and Katie have actually become very close during the pandemic, but that uh, Sandoval and Katie have really started to. They've always clashed, but now it's like getting really, really bad, and they are like really hating each other. Yeah. So then we go back to Lisa, and she's like, "I want you to know that we one hundred percent support you in your business. We're very proud of you for giving us ninety percent of that one. You didn't hear me. You nodded your head anyway. Goodbye." Is <laughs> <laughs> there any way that someone can move my bar still to your new restaurant? Thank you very much. <laughs> so, <sighs> human Roomba can. It's never been more true. It becomes more true every year. Just Ken buzzing around like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I just got a notice on my phone that Ken is stuck on a cliff and needs to be retrieved. (laughs) Darling, Ken, hold, please. Ken is emptying himself. So uh, now we go back to where it all started. Sexy, unique restaurant itself, sir. And we see Raquel serving. And I don't know why I wrote this down, but I guess maybe there's just like something inherently funny to me of Raquel being like, here's your cosmopolitan and your strawberry. Because you know that she's like serving it to a potted plant by accident. It's like, Raquel, the table's <laughs> over there. Over there, to the right, Raquel. You know, I have to say, Fern was the nicest customer I had all night. <laughs> wow, I've just been waiting on table 12 and they still haven't put in their order after 12 hours. It's a planter, darling. It's a planter. And you've got to respect this restaurant because they charge you like $90,000 for a drink, okay? And it's a stupid drink that's usually mostly pink stuff in there and no actual yeah. alcohol. But they do put in the extra effort and shake everything like this over their head. <laughs> They put it like way over their head with both hands and shake it like that. I'm like, is it yeah. made out of marble? Like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> they got it's it's like the threat of getting some pumptini drops on their hair. You know, makes them like really dedicated to that shake. It looks like so, they're trying to uh, get a sperm sample from an elephant. Like, calm down, <laughs> just pour me the fucking martini. So like practicing flamenco. So, um, so, so we see Raquel serving Charlie, one of my favorites from last season is there. She's serving, there's someone named Mia who's a hostess. And so Lisa comes in and she's, she hasn't seen Charlie in a long time, but she's been, she's seen Raquel recently. And Charlie's like, well, Lisa, I have like three auditions. Lisa's like, yes, yes, yes. Anyway. Uh, Raquel <laughs> just how she does this whole thing is so shady because she's like oh girls well I haven't seen you she's like yeah I know but I'm here but like every time I'm here you're not here yes every time I'm here you're not and every time I'm here you're not spit it out I hope you get the specials out quicker than that darling <laughs> right. aren't there drinks that need to be delivered Charlie go go get out of here you're new 
I so, understand because like every time you're here, I'm doing math in my head, and then every time I'm doing math in my head. What were we talking about? <laughs> this is why you get preferred shifts, darling. I can hear the monkey music playing in your brain. It's so comforting. So how are you? She's like pushing Charlie out of the way. She's like, oh, you right you just, you just hear a clatter as Charlie and her like tray of drinks gets shoved into a planter and falls over. And, and oh, like my Chef God. Joe. Charlie just fell into fern. Oh, no. We'll buy you a free dessert, Fern. <laughs> Lisa, one second. We have to get a free dessert for the planter. So, um, so Lisa is like, "How is James?" And she's Raquel says, "He's been so good. He'll be here later tonight, and he wants to uh, stop by and say hi to me." I just hope that I'll have some time off. It seems like these people will not stop eating. That's a chair, darling. It's a chair. <laughs> He's going to be two years sober in two months. Two years minus two months equals... Come on, oh. darling. Get with it. I'm still standing Chef up. Joe, oh. just give her some ice cream already so we can stop doing these math problems. I've got a business to run. Listen to the papers, <laughs> darling. Darling, it's called Get to Excel. That's something a real businesswoman uses with her manila envelope. Okay, so here we go with this definition of sober, which I love, okay? Because James... Is not fucking sober, okay? Anybody can look at James knows his ass is not sober, okay? So Calif- she gives us the California sober thing. And I really do like all these brands of sober because I'm some kind of sober. I know that I'm some kind of sober. At least I'm some mm. kind. So she's talking about him being a California sober and says that he only smokes weed. But this guy is tweaking and everybody can see it. But I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the strains have gotten that good. I need to come back to L.A. It's called a pre-workout pill, Ronnie. Look into it. So... <laughs> James arrives, and whenever James is in trouble, he walks into Sir and always does this. Hello there. He always does like a little swoopy swoop with his hello there. And, you know, but in, at, so far at this point, I'm thinking, oh, well, look, James, he looks good and everything. And Lisa's like, oh, look who the kitty dragged in. Ooh, look at the pussy been? the pussy dragged in. He's like, may I, Lisa? She's like, yes, darling, how have you been behaving yourself? And he's like, I would say so, Lisa. I've been doing so much self-reflecting. My life is completely taken off, Lisa. I'm like a new man. I'm completely changed. So different. Look at this. I can put my ankle over my head. Look at this. I can bend this with my eyes. I'm bending this fork with my eyes right now, Lisa. Look at that, Lisa. Look at that. You see, bending, Lisa. I have gotten good, so good at DJing and like I've been playing at Moth Coachella and the moths love me. They're telling all the caterpillars, okay, so it's going to be really big, got a lot of buzz right there. And I just think I've taken my DJing to the next level because now not only can I press play, I can also press pause, Lisa, next level DJing, okay? It sounds so cocky, but it's the truth. I'm completely changed, Lisa. And she's like, are you? He's like, and he tells us how his life is so much better without alcohol. And, you know, he's um, the new James is going to take off. And he doesn't want to be cocky, like you said. But it's the truth. And he's like, yeah. but I would like to get back to the DJ booth. Okay, you know what? This I've heard Moby say this, actually. In an interview with uh, Interview Magazine, they were like, Moby, you really, you have everything. You're still touring. You're still selling out stadiums. You are still number one. What more do you need in life? And he's like, well, I really want to sit in a tiny 
booth above the bathroom where they store the paper towels to DJ yeah. on a Saturday night. That's really all I need. Okay. <laughs> we all know that that's probably one of the most exclusive and most sought after DJ gigs in all <laughs> the globe is, you know, the, the toilets, the toilet seat thrown at Tom Tom. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so he's, so James is again, he's reflecting. He's like, you know, it's just, it honestly pains me. You know, it pains me when I look back at the way I would talk to people and I just feel horrible about myself that I would do that, but I'm a totally changed person. So Lisa's like, well, let me pull out my cell phone here and I'm looking at my text messages, which I don't know if you know about. It's like emails that come directly to your phone. So this one says, this is my son. My son, you know, I do have a son. Yes, Max. Anyway, this is what you wrote. You're fat and nobody likes you. You're a miserable fuck and you've always been and you come outside, you fat prink. And all I can think about is how fat you look. Honestly, fuck you. You're a prick. You're a fat prick. (laughs) A fat prick. Fat, fat, fat. Come out here, fat man. That's what I'm reading. He's like, oh, yes, that was horrible, Lisa. Uh, That was horrible for me to say. All right. I can't believe I said that to someone stuck him. I'm such a good person. I'm so changed, Lisa. I can't believe I said it. And here's another text. It said, I'm getting a mullet. And I said, millet is very healthy for you. I support that decision. And then it says, no, a mullet. And I said, I don't know what that is. You know, we've been so proud of Max lately. He's been a busboy for 10 years, and he's finally shown some interest in upper management by growing Ken's haircut. And we think, finally he's ready. And then this happens. (laughs) Well, yeah, that was a big blowout between me and Max, Lisa. You know, I I have since learned to be grateful to fat people for keeping us warm in winter and keeping great American companies like Little Debbie in business. I'm a new man, Lisa. I'm a new man. So now we get... The epic backstory about why James and Max have gotten into a fight. You know, this is a good sign of a Vanderpump Rules season if there's like a really good backstory. You know, season six started with the backstory of Faith and Jax and the old lady. And now we have this one. So he's like, all right, well, guess what? I was really excited to meet up with Max. I heard about his new mullet. I, I see it in my, for my face, in my face. So we go to the place that we always go to, Dantana's, and I want to split a salad, right? And so I go and ask the waitress. I'm like, could I split a salad, please? And then Max goes, oh, you fool, you fool, cost extra money to do that i mean why would i want to share a plate of anchovies with you when we can split it for 10 bucks am i right lisa that's not a reason to call someone a fat fuck james so i'm like all right so i get the waitress to come back and cancel the split plate but then i can't do that either because you don't want to work the waitress too much hello that's a job <laughs> why am i paying 45 dollars for a chicken parmesan fuck i'm like um well, that's on you if you decide to go someplace that's going to charge $45 for a chicken parmesan, okay? That's on you. Yeah, Dantana's. I've never been to Dantana's, but I, I heard it's how I, I heard it's just like Olive Garden. Well, it's, you know, it's like you see everyone there is like loaded and like there's a lot of rich people. And then like people you see, I actually do you know who I saw there? The guy that James used to live with. Remember when he lived oh. in that creepy guy's apartment? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that him guy. there with a lady who looked like Liza Minnelli. And of wow. course, I was no better. I was there with Leah Black and the Princess of Versailles, so, or the Queen of Versailles. So, this is one of the craziest moments I've ever lived through. Uh, so, or one of the craziest scenes, you know, you look around, it's like being in a Star Wars bar. 
Yeah. So um, he he's like, what am I paying $40 for a chicken parmesan for? And he's like, but Lisa, this is just one of the little bumps in our relationship. And she's like, oh, well, from the looks of it, it's not a little bump, is it, James? Because James's eyes are like little pinpricks. He's just like yeah. freaking out about a salad. And then we th- we I just sort of think that the the like the salad drama like Diane like that would be enough like that's where it is. But he's like so then I go and I I dip my fingers in his water and start splashing splash him in the fucking face to wake him up wake him up. And I'm like wait so you put your hand in his water and start flicking him in this restaurant that, that and has screaming like sort of like wake the fuck up to him yeah yeah. And then- he gets up and I think he's gonna hit me, and it looks like he's, <laughs> he's gonna the start. Victim sw- now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's gonna start swinging his chair, and then the the heater goes to the ground. So he get, yeah, James stands up. <laughs> He's like, so I get up on my chair, and then the heater goes down. And the whole restaurant's looking at us, like, and I'm like, I have to get out of there. I'm like, you created a huge scene at Dantana's where you knocked over a <laughs> heater and were splashing water in his face because you want to split a salad, and he didn't. <laughs> And not only that, he got up, knocks a heater over in the restaurant, and then runs out without paying. So Max is left. Who's left to pay that bill? And he's acting like he's like defending himself. He's like, I thought he was going to hit me. I'm like, you were splashing his own water in his face. This is... This is a very black and white issue. And you're trying to make it like, oh, I was in danger, Lisa. I was in danger. This shit was hilarious. So she's like, you have to apologize. And he's like, I can't. I'm blocked everywhere. Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. He reactivated his MySpace just so he could block me there too, Lisa. And she's like, well, I would block you too. And he's like, well, I'll do everything in my power to change that, Lisa. Everything in my power. You might be a, you might not be a drunken asshole, but you're still acting like an asshole. Mm. So, so then, then we, we go, go to Sheena and Brock in their Hollywood apartment because I guess Sheena's been like, okay, that beach thing was great. Marina Del Rey was great. Uh, never saw anybody. Nobody ever came to see me. And now I live in something that's an hour and a half away, and my other house is two and a half hours away in Palm yeah. Springs. So. Yeah, I think, you know, there might be a direct correlation between, uh, like, Sheena living in Marina Del Rey and Vanderpump Rules going downhill, okay? Which is not, I'm not going to say that the west side of LA ruins everything, but as far as we can tell, it has potentially ruined (laughs) Vanderpump Rules. So now Sheena is moved into Hollywood, and in such a Sheena move, she now lives above an Equinox gym. So, like, of course Sheena lives above an Equinox. I live on an Equinox. So um, Brock comes home. It's Brock's first scene. He's like, Hey, honey, and oh, I missed the years. How are you doing, honey? And uh, she was like, like the baby Summer Moon ain't both boobs. She pooped and she yelled, corner. He's like, that's great. <laughs> she wants to try each of the prime cocktails. So, um, Sheena tells us that she and Brock have been together for two years now and that they, she's like, well, we met in San Diego and I see this like hot alpha man guy and I'm like, wow, I bet he could like put a, like a TV on a wall in like less than seven minutes. And then I hear the accent and I'm like, oh, okay. And then we cut to. Everything, everything about this is like the basic girl story of love, right? Uh, She's like, I met an Aquaman guy, and then he did the dirty dancing lift. He plopped a kiss on me, and whoosh, we were posing in front of a flake firewall in front of the W. I mean, pandemic hits, we lived together, and nine months later, here we are with a baby. Like, he is the one. (laughs) Yeah. And then we cut to Brock's first confessional, and he is dressed 
like Gene Smart and Hacks. <laughs> he's he's got like this like sort of like cream colored suit on with those like glittery blouse Gold. underneath. I'm like, why are you dressed like Gene Smart right now? <laughs> yeah, he's in full on like like he's gonna be in that Chippendales documentary, you know? It's like the old Chippendales dancers like, let me tell you about Chippendales back in the day. <laughs> um so it's like, yeah, I hundred percent nailed her on the accent. <laughs> <laughs> He did the dirty dancing move and like popped a kiss on me. And then like once it, like once we kind of like did the deed, I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And like the pandemic cuts. And then like nine months later, like well, here we are with a baby. And then like, I don't know, like I'm just hoping that it takes me to the angel wings on Melrose so we can like a really good picture for Instagram. Then we'll know it's really real. <laughs> Thank God. I, I hope Kyle Chan gets this ring. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, she tells us, you know, I mean, I know I've said that everybody's the one. Like, I've said it about Shay and Rob. But one, I'm married. And one could hang a TV really quick. So, but I've never felt this secure and in love. And I just know that he's the one. <laughs> Plus, I really like Gene Smart. So then. Uh, and Aquaman. <laughs> he's like Aquaman playing Gene Smart. <laughs> 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 like if Gene Smart were doing a Broadway version of Hacks and then you get there and then you hear an announcement, unfortunately due to a scheduling conflict, the role of Gene Smart will be played by Jason Momoa. <laughs> I, I can't do a Gene Smart impersonation, but this is my Gene Smart head. <laughs> <laughs> like I just want every episode for Brock to be a different Gene Smart character like maybe next week he wears something blue with shoulder pads from Designing Women and then maybe after that he's dressed like Gene Smart in Mayor of East Town with like a little little hair thing you know and a sweater <laughs> then he's just like locked in a box like in Legion they're like hey where did where did Brock Gene Smart go like um he's kind of going through an acid induced trip through like a kind of Marvel thing right now he'll be back Hey, why is he wearing that very smart business suit and dipping his head in a sink full of water? Oh, he's just in his, like, 24 season six phase. That's all. <laughs> so then we go to Lala and Rand's house, and, you know, she's really leaning into her breast milk, <laughs> leaning into the breast milk storyline. She's, you know, got the machines on her. She's doing the pumply dumps. And um, she's like, this year has been awesome. I got pregnant, and my kid literally slept out of my cookie. And then we get the shot of this photo. It's just like Lala's leg just at like this and the baby just like covered with all like the placenta like and everything out. like fresh out. And like, uh, I'm like, Lala, are you on Instagram right now? Like it was looked like it was taken from her point of view. I'm like, you had your camera out during this, didn't <laughs> she you? She was Instagramming it. And that baby shot out of there right towards Rand like it was hired by 50 Cent to get that money back by Monday. I mean, that baby was like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> Well, it it spent nine months smelling all those chicken sandwiches that Rand was eating. It was like, I want one. It's very, baby's like, it's very important I get into a Bruce Willis movie, okay? Yeah. So she's like, the last year has been awesome. Um, Breastfeeding is awesome, but Rand won't try my breast milk. And I think it would be so hot. Like, I just want my man to milk me. You don't need that image of Rand suckling on Lala's teeth. So, like, I really, I really don't need that. I mean, I don't look, need him suckling on anything, to be honest. It's no big news that Lala is trying to be like that teenager trying to get attention by being like, oh my god, breast milk. Like, that's her new edge. You know, it's like she's yeah. trying to be an edge lord. The biggest staggering news here is that Rand said no to a dairy product. Okay? 
this is this is this is very like this is revolutionary so katie comes over and lala's like hey queen uh which was just like this very lazy attempt at co-opting gay culture and then katie is like happy book release day and lala's like yeah thanks i just was like doing all this press this morning and i just i have doubts like maybe i shared too much i'm like you did not share too much because literally no one cares like literally no one cares you could say whatever you want in that book i guarantee there's gonna be like five people who care about what you have to say yeah she's like i wrote this book for over a year and now it's time for people to read my deepest darkest secrets (laughs) and then we see a news clip that's like la la says she stuck randall emma's toothbrush up her butt when she got mad at him (laughs) She, so she wants him to suckle on her teeth, but she's also had him brush <laughs> brush his teeth with her butt juices. So just want to remind everyone the logic going on there. I know, no kidding. And then she's going to wonder when she gets sepsis. What do you get when you <laughs> eat poop? Is it sepsis? Pink eye, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. She's going to get pink eye in her throat. Pink like, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, uh, when Rand saw that, he was like, what's that fox? And now when I'm past... He thinks twice about brushing his teeth. I was like, really? The man eats double chicken sandwiches, and you're trying to not get him to brush his teeth? <laughs> I know. What kind of logic you is this? want the morning breath? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make sense. And Katie just, she's like, I had like two babies this year because the book, et cetera. And Katie's just like, Ugh. So then we go back to Brock. He's like, so what else are we doing this week? Are we going to eat a cow or pig or something like that? Or, just a big piece of beef. What are we gonna chill? Just the baby and us. What do you want to do? So you know. Um, it's my birthday. Oh my god! <laughs> you completely forgot. You completely forgot. He's like, I was just playing it cool. Just playing <laughs> it cool there. And then we go back to Katie and Lala, and Katie is like pretending to like really care about stories about ocean because Lala's breastfeeding ocean at this point, and Lala's like. Babies are stressful. Like, the night nurse comes at 7, and, like, we have to keep quiet for the baby. I'm like, sounds real stressful with your night nurse. <laughs> I know. Um, and I like that she's like, oh, my God, look at my baby. She's such a burrito. And Katie's like, she's a little cutie. Katie seems like she hates being here, you know? Yeah, I think she, this is, like, like, some of the most I'm nice to you Katie for content. the private jet rides, bitch, okay? I'm not here for you to compare your babies to a really wonderful food that I enjoy, Okay. <laughs> It's like, so thank like, you, Lala. Thank you, Lala, for that like that really hot take about how babies are stressful. It's not really one I'd heard before, so I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad you finally cracked the code on that one. She's like, are you even listening to me? Because I was talking about the night nurse getting mad at me, okay? Like, I'm talking to you, titty sub, okay? And Katie's like, I'm um, sorry, I just got a text from um, <laughs> Sheena, who just invited me to her <laughs> birthday party. and okay here's what it says my birthday is this week and we're doing a hibachi chef intimate dinner at tom and ariana's ariana's outside i'd love for you all to come let me know (laughs) (laughs) how are you guys anyway and lala's like well i'm not getting text invites to her hibachi parties and then we go back to Brock, and he's like, so, are you inviting Lala? Have you stopped speakering to her? Speakering? Really? <laughs> As Have in the act of building speakers and bringing them to her? So of you in Australia. Get so rid goes, of him. <laughs> no, I like him. 
I like him. So Sheena goes, she goes, well, I don't think she understands how upsetting that was that she wasn't there for me during my miscarriage because she had dinner with celebrities. So I had totally forgotten about this thing because it came up during the reunion that Sheena had a miscarriage, which is like very, very like heartbreaking. And she was saying how like this was like the hardest thing that she'd gone through in her life. And we see um, footage of a vlog where she's like crying on the vlog. And she says how she needed her in Lala and Palm Springs that night. And instead, Lala decided to go to dinner with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly instead. Oh, my God. Those two. And someone in comments uh, earlier today that I was reading said that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox hate uh, hate Lala now. So I want to know why. I want to know what happened. I think because they were in <laughs> they a movie. Megan Fox was. I think they were both in a movie that Rand produced. Probably. And it was like a huge piece. Oh, that's what it was. It was like a huge piece of shit. And then when the movie came out, they didn't go to the premiere. And then Lala stood in front of the movie picture, uh, the movie poster, because Lala has like a small role in it. And she stood in front of the poster and blocked Megyn Kelly's body. Oh, imagine if Megyn Kelly were in it. That would be amazing. (laughs) It's like not only was Megan Fox in it, but Megyn Kelly too. And Lala stood in front of her photo. I would love that. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. There is a film that Rand did starring Dr. Laura and Megan Kelly. And they Megan are Kelly. abducted by Bruce Willis. Cuz you know that that's Rand, you know that that's Rand's model for making movies is that he has Bruce Willis come in. Bruce Willis does 10 minutes in the movie and he uses the Bruce Willis appearance to sell the movie, like I guess to pre-sell it or whatever to Marcus. There's a whole article about this in the LA Times. And like, so it's, and then it's just like a shit movie, but they have Bruce Wilson for 10 minutes and so they're able to get like the funds they need for distribution and it works. And he just turns out all this like, yeah, they call him like the geriatric producer or something, like the producer of geriatric something. I don't know. They have a clever name for it where they just get real old stars like Al Pacino, like the movie she was bragging about last year that was Al. She's like, I'm on sets with Al Pacino. And it was um, one of those. You know, Al Pacino comes yeah. in for like two minutes. He was yeah. the Lord's. By my mama. <laughs> and Lala acts like it's literally going to win the Palm d'Or at the Cannes Film <laughs> Festival. Like, I don't know if American audiences are ready for a mafia drama, but like, yeah. for those of us who are cool about it. <laughs> I forgot really about that. You know, people <laughs> just aren't really ready for like mafia dramas. <laughs> so, um, so then uh, Lala is saying she's so Lala says I was being put on the spot for not being there but like where was Brock he was golfing and so we go back to Sheena and she goes yeah I mean so like Brock I like I check your location you're on a golf course and it's like 645 so of course I lost my shit so then I call her and I'm like and I'm like can you come over and she was like can I come later and I was like no I'm having a panic attack right now so like then goes back to Lala and Lala's like, she told me she wanted to be alone, but like then she decided to go on her podcast and say I wasn't there for her when she was going through a miscarriage. Like <sighs> Yeah. And then we see Sheena t- telling this story on her podcast, and Brock, who I guess is like the Ed McMahon on her podcast now, <laughs> is just there going, do better. Do better. <laughs> and Lala's like yeah, you know, and then I was getting really intense messages from people. People were saying, like, I deserve to miscarry oceans, and I was suffering from hormonal depression, and I was sent into a spiral, and I was worried something was going to happen because of the... Whenever Lala is pushed into a corner, she starts this... 
Like, but now I'm bullied, right? She's I like the almost, biggest. Yes, I was almost I, suicidal because because Sheena's shenanigan trolls, you know, like were so mean to me. Now that being said, I'm sure there were people who said that to Lala, which is actually not cool at all. It's actually very vicious and like deplorable. But you know, of course, like Sheena has actually gone through like a, a really, you know, a really difficult thing, and and Lala is now making it about her so at this point i'm pretty much like fuck lala although i i mean the whole thing is it's later on i'm being ridiculous later on i i I start my needle starts to sort of just come to the center and be like okay you guys are both going through a very difficult time but you're also both being ridiculous so yeah because there's just things i don't get like sheena's personality there's things i don't get like you miscarry and you do a vlog sobbing on the the vlog like but I, that's just not my personality, so I don't get. I get that that's her. Everything is public, you know. Yeah. But I was like, oh my god, that's just. It was so hard to watch, not because yeah. it's like cringy, but it's just so fucking sad. It's like you're. She's really breaking down on the vlog, so I didn't really get that, and I felt really sorry for her. But then when Lala's like, yeah, but like I called and said I would come over, and she said not to, and so then I'm on my way to dinner, and then she says to come over. So yeah, and like really also rules. Sheena was in. Sounds like Sheena was in Palm Springs. So I'm also like, actually, Lala does have a point. So now I'm like, this is. I think it was just like two two women who are in a very like emotionally needy space in their life, and they it was supposed to birth fight, right? It's a. I've never given birth except to anything. Yeah but a burrito but like i've had a lot of friends who have given birth and i have been in arguments with them where i'm like oh like i didn't realize at first like what's going on here and then by the end of it it's like i was like oh well you just had a baby like duh and then i calm down and then i start crying because they're crying you know so i've had i've had a post-birth yeah. Um, fight, even though I've never get, had a baby, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's reasonable that if Lala were on the way to dinner and then she knows I'm like, I need you right now. I think it's actually reasonable to say, I'll be there in a little bit. Like I'm not going to be there right now, but I'll I'll be there. I'm going to come right after dinner. I think that's like a reasonable thing to say, and you just don't say that it happens to be dinner with Megan Fox and. Megan Kelly and Machine Gun Kelly, and I think Megan that like Kelly, yeah. Machine you me Machine over Gun for Fox. Megan Kelly, yeah. By the way, it wasn't until about like literally three months ago or two months ago that I that I realized that Machine Gun Kelly was not like Aaron Carter. I really thought like I'd see photos and I was like, wow, I can't believe Megan Fox is dating Aaron Carter, and it turns out no, that's Machine Gun Kelly. So yeah, they're they're an exciting. odd couple. But then, you know, taking it a little further, so she calls and says, now I do need you to come, but she's in Palm Springs. Was Lala in Palm Springs? I don't know. I don't get like, any of Like, were they this. all in Palm Springs at that time, or was Lala in L.A.? Because that's crazy. You can't just be like, I need you to drive two and a half hours right now at dinner time. Like, I can get why that would be weird. But then, taking it even further, why didn't Lala hear about any of this until Sheena's podcast... Yeah. Did she not call her the next day either and be like, hey, That's I'm true sorry too. about last night. What happened last night? Let's talk about it. Why would Sheena be holding on to that resentment all the way until the podcast was recorded? I don't know. It's very, I'm confused. Yeah. And, yeah, and, at the, and I think ultimately, while it's terrible that people were being awful trolls to Lala during her pregnancy and about her pregnancy, ultimately, Sheena is the one who endured like this really, you know, like tragic experience and i think that that's ultimately like as difficult as it probably was for lala to be trolled she's probably she's been trolled all this time i'm sure and i just feel like it seems like 
at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what, what is it? Nothing for nothing. At the end of the day, you get nothing for nothing. At the end of the day, Sheena went through something terrible, and it sounds like ultimately Lala yeah, but was she, not Sheena there in the way that sent, she needed it. Yeah, but Sheena sent all those haters at Lala by saying, like, she wasn't even there for me. She went to dinner with celebrities. So then you've got all these pissed off people like, fuck you, Lala. True. <laughs> so I don't know. They're both, they're both, <laughs> the, wrong, the lesson learned but they're is they're also very, both, they're both like self involved. Right. They're both very self involved, but they're also both going through something. So I don't know. I'm going to continue very to make fun of it in other emotional. scenes. And, Still feel yeah. for them. I actually do too. I think they both went through something very emotional, and um, and now it's being used here in this Vanderpump is, Rules, which is this great. is such a fucking Vanderpump Rules recap, by the way. I <laughs> there have been so many times sitting here recapping this show where, like, an, what are we? We're over an hour into it, where no I'm like, way. what are we even oh, talking God. about? <laughs> well, either way, <laughs> either way. So Sheena is like, so this is so the, here's a classic Sheena moment. She goes, she knows. That she and Rand know that from day one, I've had that girl's back. But I'm just so forgiving that I'm still going to invite them. Like, of course, she pulls that card. Like, I, I'm just such a great person in this world that even someone who would not even be there for me, I will still invite them to a hibachi party. I will do that. <laughs> I will do that. Then cut back to Lala. She's like, she is not getting an apology from me. There's only so many times you can smack the bee's nest before you get stung enough to have a face like mine. Like, you can't be like, ow, you stung me. Like, here's the jar I'm collecting apology. Like, here's the jar I'm collecting apology. It's like, whatever. She's going off. So Katie's like, <laughs> I have your back 100%. I mean, you did name your baby Burrito. No, I was just saying it looks like a burrito, Katie. Hate your baby now, by the way. Hate your so baby. while Lala's ranting about bees' nest, I guess she's the bees' nest in this. Like it's like, oh, congratulations, Lala! You have just named yourself. Like you are something that everyone is like very scared of and doesn't want to be around and wants to eradicate from their homes. So she, uh, in the middle of this rant, it's but like, also Ding! they're the biggest victims, aren't they? <laughs> gotta save the fucking bees. They've gotta All save the them. You know these and bees get- who have stung you your whole life and are killing, trying to kill Kyle Richards. Well, we better save them because they're the real victims here. Okay, they do provide honey, though. I mean, we're in they sort are of the an real abusive victims. relationship with bees. Let's be, let's face it, <laughs> honey bees specifically. Bumblebees can go fuck themselves because what do they I do? Know. Like someone, like if you're not making us something sweet and lovely to eat and put into our beverages and make candy out of, then you can go fuck yourself, insects. Listen, so, they need to pollinate all the plants that I we know. need to make the pretend meat burgers. You know I that know. look we like meat that actually bleed. We need the bees. Okay, we need the bees. We do need the bees. So, um, uh, anyway, speaking of bees, so and Lala's like, and don't shut the fucking bee nest because I've been holding out jars and I'm gonna mix more metaphors to show how angry I am. And then I was like, ding. Hi, it's my birthday this week, and I'd love for you all to come. Let me know. And Lala's like, well, hibachi does sound pretty fucking good, so I do want to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, bitch. I'll still come to your hibachi. So they start cracking up. So then we go over to Tom and Ariana's, and oh my god, Tom has that fucking phone ringer that's like slot machines in Vegas, just going... <laughs> I do hate that one. I do. He, he needs, he need, if you're going to be talking about making some sort of James Terrell light installation restaurant, you need to have a better ringtone. Okay. It just needs to be cooler. So um, they wake up Their Their bedroom is now furnished or I guess it always was furnished, but now they have like a coffee, coffee maker, like in the sideboard and maybe it's that <laughs> famous credenza. So he makes coffee and Ariana's like legend. You're like a legend of my life. So um, they tell us about how they bought furniture. They didn't want to have like staging furniture, AKA like, 
all their other castmates. And um, they, so they've taken their time and now the place is furnished. So we see like their house looks very nice. And then um, Sheena is like, hi, good morning. I'm here to call you. I want to tell you something. Hi. Um, so it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Sheena. Thanks. <laughs> um, so uh, this morning I listened to like a podcast and like his guest this week was like Lala. And he like asked her about you. And like, let's hear what he had to say. I'm going to play the clap. Hold on. Oh, my little summer little baby. Okay, I'm going to play it right now. Okay, hold well, on. Oh, my God, you're so cute. Cough in the ass. Okay, I'm going to play it right now. Like so in the morning. The podcaster's like, so tell me about Ariana. I don't know who the podcaster is, but I don't they know were like, who it was either. It's probably Danny. It's always Danny, isn't it? I it's thought probably it was Danny, Danny Pellegrino. I, I I assumed it was Danny, but I actually I'm not sure it was. I actually don't think it was Danny. I think it was just some other podcast. Yeah, we um, don't mean to diss you podcaster. We don't know who you are. We give you credit. We love but, we um, love other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we're not dissing. We just can't give you credit because I don't I didn't listen, you know. So then Lala's like, um, it is what it is. Let's not pretend. Like I don't care about you and you don't give a fuck about me. So whatever. You know, there's only so many times you can hit jars of honey with bees before bees <laughs> are like, oh my jar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you ever drink breast milk from bees? It's good. It's called milk and honey. It's amazing. So then Ariana's like, because she's saying this about Ariana, like it is what it is, like fuck her or whatever. And right. so Ariana's like, fuck that. What the fuck is she talking about? And then Ariana tells us, I don't give a fuck about 99% of people, like literally not even Tom Sandoval, but like I went out of my way to give a fuck about Lala. I opened up to her about my anxiety, my body issues. I mean, I let the girl eat my cookie, okay? So Ariana's pissed. Yeah, and so now she's pissed off. Yeah, and Tom's like, but do you think that maybe she was using that to, like, get some, like, pick up of attention for her book? And she's like, well, she can use someone else for her attention, okay? Fuck that. I'm over being reasonable. I'm over being chill. Oh, fuck her. I got very excited by this. I got very excited because... Ariana's been too well-adjusted recently, and I need her to be, like, angry at someone again. Because we sort of forgot how good she was when she was, like, taking down Stassi for several years. And she's been, like, like friendly with them over the past few years. So I'm, like, I'm happy to see her go after a mean girl again. Yeah, it's almost like they had a board meeting, and they're like, guys, we are short someone bitching out Lala. Like, who's gonna do it? You know, she's like, I'll fucking do it. Like, whoa, we want someone whoa, who ideally whoa. takes sketch comedy very seriously because there could be some moments for improv. Well, I do that. I take it very seriously. She's like, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. I really don't approve of Lala acting like this. You know, it's really just not cool. I've given her so much. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta wash out Ariana. She's <laughs> like doing way too much pantomime. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was like a weird callback to like the toothbrush, Rand's toothbrush. I was like, where is Ron going with this? No, I was doing yes, uh, pantomime. I was pantomime teeth brushing in a very serious sketch comedy scene. Thank you. Opening up a door. Welcome to Thank the party. You. Freeze. Okay. So, <laughs> Ronnie, I'm tapping you on the shoulder. Freeze. New scene. So, Villa Rosa. <laughs> And um, Hanky and Panky awaiting the return of Kyle Richards so they could bite her ankles. So here we see Max in his new, you know, mullet. He, no, he he's got That's that a mullet. Damn mullet. It's a mullet. It sort of reminded me of Joyce's husband. Remember, he sort of had that mullet too. 
just a mm. callback to many years ago. So he he's there, and James comes walking in, and uh, Lisa tells says Lisa wants James and Max to to work everything out because Max when James showed up, Max ran away from the restaurant, and she's like, I just can't have that. I'm like, well, then just ban James from the restaurant again. Like, why are you? Why do you have to resolve this? That this is your son. He's been a busboy at that restaurant for ten years. You don't have to resolve well, anything, right? Well, a couple of things. Um, she fired half the cast, so yeah. they need somebody there. They need James to be there. He has to be there. The show's still going to be about the restaurant. Second of all, Max is her son, but he's still a goddamn busboy. Okay, the busboy yeah. does not run the restaurant. Well, in truth. <laughs> Anybody who's ever been a waiter knows that the people who really do run the restaurant are the busboys. But they don't get the credit for running the restaurant, for running That's it, right. So, um, but, you know, she's trying to work it out. And, and Max is now getting this, like, you're not coming to sir thing, which I really love about Max. Because we never get yeah. to see Max. So to see him being a diva and knowing that he has, like, a little faux fur-covered footstool at his house that his mom bought him is just the cutest. I it think. is adorable. So James comes in. He's like, well, I'm summoned to Villa Rosa. It's like I'm being sent to the principal's office when I was five. I literally would be like, I don't even remember what I've been summoned. Like, what did I say? What did I do? Are you fucking mental? Are you fucking mental? You fucking asshole. Okay, I don't want to split a sign, principal. <laughs> so he's been pulling this shit ever since he was in kindergarten. I love it. So Lisa is like, well, Max is here. I just want to warn you. I don't want to blindside you, darling. Now, come in. It's going to be civilized. Do you understand me? All right. This is not a Kyle Richards calling me a liar sort of a situation. Do you understand? And mm. did you notice the power move that Max pulled? So they sh- the, the, the two guys see each other and they shake hands. But Max does the thing where he keeps his elbow at his side when he shakes the hand. And so James has to reach all the way across. And that is actually a power move because you, if you're the one who draws people into you, that means you sort of have the power in that conversation. So Max totally used the, I'm very wealthy, even though I'm a busboy move. He had that, I'm very wealthy confidence in his handshake. I was like, oh, Max is going to win this one. Oh, come on, Max. Give me a big fat hug. All right, <laughs> just sit down, James. Um, so she's like, out of everybody, my son is the only person that has supported James Kennedy. This could be worth saving. So Max is like, I don't understand why you went off. All I said was that they charged 10 bucks for a split plate and you lose it. I think you were on drugs, mate. Okay, thank you. Sir, you are way too honest. Now I can see why they won't have you on this show. Yeah, James is least... the only one, or Max is the only one to be like, your ass was on drugs. Who were you kidding with the storyline, sir? At least his face is like, ooh! And then it cuts to James. He goes, well, we both took that pre-workout pill. A pre-workout pill, Max. Don't you remember? He goes, well, how come I was fine? Well, how, and Lisa's like, what is a pre-workout pill? Well, it's a, Lisa, it's a vitamin supplement like to get workout and energy. And you, you take it and you grind it up and you inhale it through your nose, Lisa. <laughs> He's like, but then why was I fine? Because you didn't do the actual workout part after the pre-workout pill, all right? That's when it really doubles, mate. Don't be mental. <laughs> and um, he's like, Max is like, I was chilled. He's like, you weren't chilled, though, because you literally bumped me out over a $10 charge on a salad. Right? It's like, why did you take a pre-workout pill before going to Dantana's? Can, you just, can we just like get to that also? <laughs> so then Max like, you're getting hyper. Well, I'm asking you to take 5% of credit here because you didn't even pay me back for that pre-workout p. 
pill that we both took together in the bathroom. No, I'm not taking any credit for that. He's like, you could, you could have been like James. He goes, oh, here we go. Play the victim again. What are you, a bee now? Go ahead. <laughs> Heard it before. Come down. Come down. Well, you know, it sounds like he doesn't even want my apology. He sounds like he doesn't even want it. Why, how many fucking times do I have to accept your apology? Every time we went out and drank, it was an escapade of belligerence. Do you know how many times I've had to deal with you? To be slapped in the face with that, it was the final draw for me. Do you hear how angry I am in my voice? How livid? Ah, mother, I'm sorry for being so out of control. Well, it's all right. I forgive you because you did come up with the term escapade of belligerence, which I'll be using somewhere. (laughs) So James is like, I'm really sorry for us in the restaurant. I didn't mean any of those. Hold on. Things. I'm just opening my notes application. Oh, yes. That I texted. You know, I know it sounds like a thin excuse, and it's a fat chance that you'll forgive me, but love handles all, Max. All right. (laughs) Mom, look what he's doing. Stop it, James. You know how many times I've had to stick up for you? Yeah, you already said that, mate. Yeah, and what else? I don't want you. It's, uh... And then Max looks at Lisa like, did I do that right, Mum? Did I, did I, did I, yes, very good, Max, very good. And but so then James goes, you're my fitness pal. All right, that's <laughs> enough, I'm out of here. So James is like, that's fine, you got what you want, uh, why are you taking, why, why are you talking like this? He's, because you're an asshole. But I feel like you're not even trying to hear me, okay? Like maybe you've had too many pre-workout pills. And so Max goes, I am very angry, very <laughs> angry. Just, like, do you weak. hear this? <laughs> you do weak. you hear this, mother? And she's like, it's rude. He's drawing a line. You're binging on anger, mate. You're weak. You're weak. You're as You're weak, weak as a man. seam in your jeans, mate. <laughs> He's like, You're a fucking idiot, James. Stay out of service. Like, and you've got nothing in you, Max. You're just the boring boy you've always been. Look at this wussy energy. Wussy, wussy, wussy energy. A weak man. That's what you are, a weak man. I'm like, James, aren't you trying to get your job back with Lisa? Am I am I missing something here? So he's Lisa- tweaking because Lisa's like, okay, that's rude. Now just stop. And he's like, but he said fuck you to me seven times, Lisa. He said fuck you to me seven times. And Max is like, I'm shaking because I can't be in the same room with him. Goodbye, mother. Mother, I'm going to go back to the place where I feel safest. Standing just outside the front door, waiting to be let in. Excuse me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, James, who has called this guy fat like five different times, and then finally Max is like, fuck you. Now he's like, why you call me? Fuck you, said fuck you. So Lisa's like, oh, these devastating, these, cons- these consequences can be devastating and can end a friendship. And I don't think you want that because actually... You love Max, really? I do, Lisa. I don't even recognize him. It's all ever Lisa. Like James, of course, immediately, <laughs> like attacks somebody horribly and then immediately starts crying. I mean, he's really simplified it. You know, he's yeah. gotten his whole stick down to a good five minute little arc. That he can go I was a little worried that 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 this side of James has is like in, in the lost in the past, but no, he's still like actually very terrible and asshole. He has, he had his nice season. La- the last season was like, Oh, James. And now it's like, Oh yeah, he's a monster. He's like, why, why would I tra- try to treat my friend like that? If I really do care about someone, why do I make these decisions? Why? I don't know. Lisa, <laughs> do you happen to have a pre-workout pill nearby? 
And of course, Lisa loves it. She's like, oh, my broken little bird. <laughs> so then Katie and Tom's house, um, Katie is buzzing Schwartz's hair. And she's just, she's got like these prison eyebrows now, like the those eyebrows that look like you used a Sharpie to put on your face and her Karen hair. And she's just all mad. <laughs> He's like, this feels nice, Bubba. Honey, thank you for doing this for me. Honey. And she's like, Bzzz. And so he says, you know, I feel like I've been a little self-absorbed, you know, like opening my new business, buying green sweaters. Uh, I moved a chair today. I moved a chair. Did I tell you about moving the chair? And she's like, um, you're opening a restaurant. And now that you're doing that, I want to be a part of it. Like, since we're not having a baby this could be our baby. No, 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 no. This cannot be your baby. He is already making this baby with somebody else. That's right. And she goes, I have like more restaurant experience than you do, which actually is fair. That is actually fair. That's a fair point. Who cares? They're opening a restaurant. They're not working. They're not going to actually work in it. And Schwartz is like, you know, uh, I know that Baba doesn't like people and the restaurant industry revolves around people. So that's a thing. That could be a thing. And she's like, um, they would be idiots not to take advantage of my help. Like, for instance, do they know how to bully other waitresses? I don't think so. I don't think so. Fine. Like, if you don't have my help, how are you going to know to hit the little 57 on the side of the jar so the ketchup comes out faster? Oh, damn it. I told you. <laughs> What'd you say, Bubba? Good. My secret's safe. Mm. <laughs> so then we go over to Tom Sandoval's house, Tom and Ariana's house. Uh, for it's the big hibachi party and so people are arriving tom sandoval's in a pink wig because it's wacky dude like wigs people tune in for the wigs and uh there's a lot of hugs and kisses and everyone's like having a good time and then lala walks in like (laughs) what is this like when somebody said hibachi in a backyard no one told me i was supposed to be like chic because guess what i have like a baby at home guys i have a baby okay don't tell me the wrong dress code because i don't have time when i've got a baby at home because i'm a baby because i'm a bee's nest and i love that she makes hibachi in the backyard sound like such a poor people sport like um <laughs> it is she hiring a fucking hibachi table to come to yeah. your backyard man <laughs> okay and she knows like you're always thank you for coming i'm like that time i really needed you thank you <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that Megan Fox is not here. I just had to see that to get you to show up. <laughs> well, the famous mom's night out, but like it's pink and black because my pink dress is the only cute thing that fits me and my hair is black. But I guess that like pink isn't really Lala's color. <laughs> my favorite color is I've got a baby at home, okay? So Sandoval is like, dude, so I made cocktails. So we have a summer's eve cocktail, a summer's night, and the ocean. Okay. And I'm like, ah, summer's eve. Like, that's not like the best choice. Like, this is definitely not a prime cocktail. That's what you wash your vagina with. <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, I still use it to douche. Like, look, here's a photo I just took of it. It's like just her legs again. <laughs> just, <laughs> like it's Rand holding the, the, the douche. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, 
James is over there. Well, Tom, you are a wizard. I would never drink this. I would rather drink this than alcohol. How do you do this, bro? How do you do this? It's wonderful. <laughs> this is something that a stupid fat man could never come up with himself. This is something made from a strong man, not a weak man. So then Ariana's like, um, are you and Lala gonna duke it out later, Sheena? And she's like, um, I don't have time to think about that because it's time for a magic show. <laughs> so this is, I don't know why we had to wait nine seasons to expose Sheena to magic tricks. Cause like, this is like the, like, this is what Sheena was meant for. <laughs> Like, just having carbs disappear and coins coming out from behind her ear. Like, this is, like, that's what her expressions have been building towards for all this time. Like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah, she was that girl who sees magic for the first time and then spends the next year, like, checking every hat she wears to make sure that there's not a bunny in there, you know? Bless her Hold on, Brock, before we leave, let me just make sure there's no duck in my coat. Nope, no ducks. Because I once once went to the Magic Castle. There's a place here in L.A. called the Magic Castle, which is actually, it's technically, I think, a club for magicians. Yeah, it's like a private club. Yeah, but you can go and they have like literally like multiple rooms that all have magic shows going on. And they also have magicians just like walking around and tables. It's like magic everywhere. It's kind of super amazing. And I once went, Ronnie, and I saw one of the big stage shows and a guy had a trench coat on. And he was like, oh, excuse me. And he pulled out two live flapping ducks from his trench coat. I'm like, (laughs) how did he hide ducks in his trench coat? Like (laughs) that. I yeah, like, I went what there. is happening? I went there with some friends, and you know, the, you, it's hard to get in there. You can't just get in; you have to be invited. Like you have to have an in, and then somebody invites you, and then you have to have a jacket. So my friends were like, "Ronnie, this is a huge deal. You can't just wear Old Navy. You have to wear a jacket." So of course, I can't fit in a jacket. Don't you remember that it was so hard for me to find a jacket? So I finally get there to this thing. There ain't no air conditioning because it's some old haunted house. Yeah. There's all these fucking weirdos because magicians are fucking weird people. They're okay, weird. and magician fans are cuckoo so i'm guessing that tom probably is like one of those magic fans and like has an inn at the magic castle and this is like an upcoming magician ben so that being said that being said so there's this magician doing tricks and lala this is probably the most offensive thing that lala has ever said she goes really sheena we hired a magician for your grown ass birthday party i mean like i love magicians i really do i think they're super cool when rand gets them for his child's party i'm like you know what lala i have never wanted to send you to shut up mountain so much why are you shading magicians now i'm not a magician fan like the way ronnie is talking about but like this is like such a strange thing to like i i feel like a magician well, at a especially party is when, like especially a value when you were add. Especially when you were just drinking out of a bottle and sticking your husband's toothbrush up your butt. Like, to call somebody else immature is... <laughs> yeah, and I might be, like, a little fired up because literally a week ago I went to a party and someone... There was a magician there and the magician came up to me and was like, hey, like, pick a card. And, like, I never get chosen by the magician. And so I did the whole thing and, like, it was... The card was going left and right and, like, the card was here and it was there and it was the right card. It was every single time it was the right card and my mind was absolutely blown. And I was like, this is such a fun, amazing thing. And then for Lala to shit on it, I was like, no, Lala, you do not get to shit I'm by the sorry, power I'm with the transit Lala party. No, you think I that can't. magicians at parties are, are for stupid. kids? Stupid. Yes, and they're stupid. Okay, here was my impression of the Magic Castle. No, this is dumb and your food is gross. What is this, the well, 1950s? Lack, gross. You 
I think that you're wrong on this one. I think a magician at a party is the most fun thing ever. It was. <laughs> I think it's so it was, fun. The only thing worse was is than being in a room of magicians is being in a room of actors. So they See, are one step above that. Well, but. a room of magicians is different because, like, like you said, magician culture is very strange. But I do think that it's fine if you don't like magicians. If you're like, ugh, I don't really like magic. It annoys me. But for Lala to feel that she's more of an adult because of that i'm like no that's not how that like no that's that's ridiculous you can't when you're sitting here on tv drinking from baby bottles and then the magicians the thing that's immature i do not believe that yeah i mean look you'd think that she'd love magic i mean she started as a hostess and suddenly she was in a range rover living in the fucking hollywood hills so if anybody should appreciate magic it's you ma'am okay i mean yeah illusions it's sort of like kind of the whole thing with their marriage, right? You so, were just in a you were just in a wedding with Megan Fox. If that's not magic. <laughs> so um anyway, so <laughs> the best part about all this is that the magician ties Sheena's ring to a balloon and it like floats off. And like the look of like wonder and fear on Sheena's face, like <laughs> and just watching this like ring float off, and then the ring appears in a box like behind her. <laughs> <laughs> it was just all worth it, 100%. <laughs> so then they sit down for dinner, and um, there's a cook and server, whatever. And Charlie, suddenly we notice Charlie, because this is Charlie this whole episode. She's like, hi, everybody. How's it going? Like, Charlie's suddenly a yeller for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. If Charlie put in earbuds for the magician, I don't know what's happening. But every time Charlie talks, she's like, hey, yeah, ha, 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 ha. Charlie, it's not a stage show. We can hear you. <laughs> she's she's practicing for those audition roles. So um, Katie's sitting next to Sandoval, and she's like, so I already talked to Tom about my role, and I was thinking I could be made your a D. Your role? Like, <laughs> like your dinner role? No, my role in the restaurant. Okay, what do you want? She's like, made her D. <laughs> I want to be... A busboy. So he's like, why do you want that? <laughs> and then and then they started talking about like the names and everything. And and Tom says that he wanted to incorporate their names in the place because it brings value. Um and and all that. And he's like, and, Come on. I mean, have you ever heard of a Schwartz and Sandys? And she's like, No, and I'm glad I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all mad. You see him like starting to get furious, you know. And she's like, at the end of the day, you get nothing for nothing. Schwartz doesn't like it. And you both have to like it, Tom. It can't just be your idea. He's like, actually, he does like it. No, he doesn't. Hey, Bubba's. Bubba's. Bubba Vol. Bubba Vol. Here we are. I actually wrote down Bubba Vol. Look at oh, that. Oh, Bubba Vol. How about that? We're on the same page so- today. So then, Kate, so so Sandoval's like, dude, yeah, I like bought seven domains today because he likes it that much. And Schwartz is like, well, as long as you didn't buy Schwartz and Sandy's, guess I should have told you before you went and started investing money in this. Oops. And he's like, he's like, dude, it was $18. Of course I bought it, dude. He's like, Baba, don't worry. He knows I don't like that name. Oh, yeah, because he's telling me that you do like it. He's like, well, I mean, if we're about to sell matzo balls in a kanish, I'm in. <laughs> and and Sandoval's like, well, we're about to change that perspective. And Katie says, the name kind of grates on me. Says Katie, Katie, like, like the queen grater of Bravo TV. So she goes, it's uninspired. Okay, it's a convenient narrative for a name. Yeah, the the inventor of pucker and pout in, doesn't like a grading name. <laughs> the so, Schwartz, website. 
Schwartz is like, well, it doesn't grate on me. It's just like too straightforward. She goes, no, it's uninspired. Katie, last time I saw you, you were like using coloring books. Okay. Like that's what you were doing. And that was before the lockdown. Okay. You, you don't were get like to literally coloring. You don't get to hang that wall art and then talk about things that are uninspiring. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Sandoval's like, dude, if you're going to tell me my name is uninspiring, I need to see some receipts on what you've done and your executions of amazingness. So then yeah, your um, examples of inspiredness. And uh, <laughs> so now Tom is doing his uh, diary room session thing, wearing red parachute pants and crossing his legs and doing his actor studio thing, which is hilarious. And so he's like, stop, dude, you're annoying me. Like, you guys are so hung up on the name. I mean, we could call the bar, fuck you, all right? I don't have the time to be hung up on the name of the bar. She's like, yeah, because you love the name and you don't want to hear anyone's options. And he's like, at a certain point, it's none of people's business, okay? So then Ariana's like, listen, a name's going to present itself, and you guys are all going to be into it. It's going to be awesome. Or, or a name it. that he loves or I hate, or a name that I love and he hates, whatever. Like, that's just how it is. <laughs> so basically, bend at all. Yes. Ultimately, Tom Sandoval pulls over Schwartz, and he's like, and by the way, I hope you realize, Ronnie, that the spirit of Lisa Vanderpump was very strong because all over this party, there were like purple neon highlights everywhere. It looked like the inside of Sir. So yeah, well, over. that's the thing. Like, they're going to make their original thing, but even their house looks like Sir. I mean, yeah. all of the all of the Phillips Hue bulbs everywhere look just like Sir. Yeah. So basically, Sandoval's like, "Listen, I cannot have this. Like, if we can have we can have this argument, but we cannot have Katie interfering. And uh, like, like I don't care if Katie doesn't like it. All I care about is if you don't like it, etc. Which is funny because Schwartz doesn't like it, but he needs Katie to say it because he won't say it unless Katie says it first, right? Yeah, and he's like, but she's just busting your balls. I mean, it's not because of you. It's just because everyone else is there. He's like, listen, I only care if you like it. I don't give a shit if she doesn't like it. He's like, but I don't. <laughs> so now James decides to make a toast, and he takes his fork, and he's just like thwacking his cup. He's like, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, Jesus. He goes, ting, 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 ting. I just want to say happy birthday to this fat fuck of a birthday girl, and congratulations to the two fat fuck mamas at the table. It's been a long year for, for us, a little bit longer for the fat people, and I know we're getting back into the swing of things, especially for the wussy energy people, but next week, everyone's invited to Palm Springs, so you better lose your fat, because I won't be seen with it, okay? Because unfortunately, Coachella isn't happening this year, but I thought we could recreate Coachella. Which we'll is, call by it the way, Fatchella. Fatchella. We'll Fatchella and have Max play, all right? <laughs> so everyone's like, yay, they Coachella. So then Sheena's talking to Charlie, and Charlie's like, do you think everyone's okay? Like, do you think Lala is happy to be here? Uh, she probably feels out of place. Uh. Um, so yeah. she's like, um, I'm going to talk to her, but I should probably do my makeup. But Lala's like, I'm going to go put pats in my bra. So she walks off, and Sheena follows her in. Yeah. And um, so Sheena basically pulls Lala to have a conversation. And <laughs> but Brock like, tells I... her first, he goes, are you in the right headspace to have a conversation with her? Listen, if she stops clapping, throw her in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> All I can do is stand up routine. I've been studying Gene Smart's bits on Hex, so I can really lighten the mood. So I've been studying Sheena... it. <laughs> 
So uh, Sheena pulls Lala to the side, and Lala's like, really? At your birthday? And Sheena's like, well, I'd rather not wait another week, you know, because Coachella's going to be amazing. So I felt like that day in Palm Springs, I really needed you, and I don't know if you understand how hard that night was for me and what place I was in, and I just felt like, as my friend, I really needed you that night to press record on my vlog, Okay. And yeah, but like I answered every phone call and then I offered to come over and you said you wanted to be by yourself. And then you called me to come over and I said I was on the way to dinner and like I wasn't there for you when you wanted me to be there, but I was there. And you brought this out of me, Sheena. You started it. Oh, I was hurt. And did you think that like, did you think I was thinking clearly? You should know when I'm not thinking clearly. Yeah, but now I'm supposed to read your mind. You know I don't read things. When I tell someone I want to be by myself, I don't want you to come to my house. And that's how I am. Like, but I just lost a baby! Yeah, but then, you, what you did to me isn't cool. And the grossest part, the day I found out I'm having a baby girl, is you chose that moment to say, you waited, I wasn't there for you publicly. And then she starts crying. And now Sheena's crying. I... And Lala's like, but then you sent all these fans after me to say that, they, that I deserve to have a miscarriage. And then that was really gross and you did that to me it's like but i needed you it's like but i didn't know shit i was like oh my god I love you. and then they're, they're like crying by the way just generally speaking i think if someone says i just lost a baby a response should never be but what you did to me was not cool i just i just don't think that's like yeah a, i don't agreed. think i think that's like a, let that's that, a like, stopper <laughs> that's right? a like stop and respect that moment before you air your grievances well if this was a board game and we're taking all the emotions out of it if this is yeah. just a board game and someone comes out with uh, uh, the miscarried card, stopper, that wins, okay? You're not going to beat that. Like, that's horrible, and it's a horrible thing to go through, and it's a horrible thing to happen, and this is not the time for you to start crying about Instagram. Yes. So, either way, they both acknowledge that they were both really hurt, and they both really needed each other, and they want to get on the same page because they both love each other, and they're sad that they couldn't share their pregnancies together, although I think all of the world of social media was pretty cool about that and then um they're just moments that they can't get back you know photos that they could have taken with both being pregnant together that will never happen so many they can't selfies. get those moments you know yeah and it's actually a cute scene and they hug and cry it's actually and really nice again. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's really nice it's actually surprisingly as much as we're making fun of it it was actually a surprisingly lovely scene yeah. so then um so now lala goes back to the table and she's like wiping away tears and then clearly some producer was like hey raquel if you talk to Lala right now, we'll give you ice cream. Ice cream? It's happening. It's Will happening. Will all the girls be there? So she's, um, yeah, I feel like Lala has been, or Raquel has been working this up for a long time, right? So she comes <laughs> over and Lala's crying. So she's like rubbing Lala's back and she's like, I don't want to see you cry, Lala. <laughs> and um, Raquel tells us time and time again, I have experienced the wrath of of Lala and then it just cuts to a clip of twat you baby eyed bitch fucking yeah. hate you but I'd rather lead with compassion and empathy rather than worry if she's gonna lash out at me so Lala says I hate that we can't get our pregnancies back and we should have been communicating and I don't know why I'm so emotional about it it's a lot it's a lot. It's like five a times lot. six. That's a lot of numbers to multiply. <laughs> Mama's like, I just hope we can stop with this pattern. She's like, totally. She's like, thank you for checking on me. And she goes, yeah, because 
I didn't know where we stood. And she's like, well, but I like you, okay, Raquel? I like you. She's well, like, I feel like I don't need your approval. Like, <laughs> I did for a long time, but I don't now. Lala's like, um, okay, so I'm a little confused. Are you trying to battle with me right now or are we trying to be on the same page just trying to figure out which way we want the scene to play out what do you think Raquel I want to be on the same page but like I feel like you've been like attacking me in the past is that is that okay for me to say and Lala's like well I thought we were totally on the same page and had moved on from the past and (sighs) okay now that I'm a mama I'm gonna say this you need to be babied more you need babying. I will baby. I'm going to baby the fuck out of you. And next time I want to rage like the bee's nest that I am and take someone's head off, I'm going to look at you and say, no, can't do it to you because you're a baby. And I have a baby now. I know about babies. And it's like, you're the baby I have at home, but you're like my you're like my going out baby. You're my going out baby. And so when I'm at home, I can be like, I've got a baby out there so I can leave Rand and it's going to be you, okay? So I'm not going to rage on you anymore. I'm just going to rage on Charlie. She looks like she can take it. Charlie's like, what? Do they hear my name? She's like, nothing. She's like, what? Tell me. She goes, I'm talking about all my ragings. And Ariana just makes a face. And she goes, no, like, she's telling me that she's not over me raging in the past. And I'm telling her that we're done with raging. And Ariana's like, well, you were raging about me on a podcast. And I thought we were cool. I mean, it came out of nowhere. Like, Ariana Ariana. suddenly is this, like, old (laughs) 40s movie star. And, like, smoking in a back alley with a pink fur on. (laughs) She's the one at the bar being like, oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something, Jimmy. I'm still not over that. So she's like, you rage about me in a fucking podcast. And Lala goes, that's not true, okay? I talk a lot of shit because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And you're passive aggressive. And Ariana's like, yeah, sleeve? What do you think I'm giving you right now? This is my sleeve. This is my sleeve right here. You want my fucking sleeve? You want my fucking sleeve? Yeah, baby. Yeah, she's like, I'm wearing my emotions on my sleeve. Here you oh, that's what it was. It was, her sh- it was her shoulder, not her actual sleeve sleeve. Yeah, she's like, are you going to let me talk? Or are you just going to keep bumping your drunk ass lines at me? And she's like, I'll do whatever I feel like is okay. All right, honey. It's like, this is not a situation I want to be a part of. Okay, it, first of all, you can't just go shit talk somebody and then when you're confronted go, oh, it's because I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Well, fuck your sleeve and fuck your emotions. Okay. And also, and you can't say that coming mouth. out. You can't say that coming out of a fight where you got mad at Sheena for doing the exact same thing on a podcast. <laughs> Sheena said what was on her mind on her podcast, and you're like, you sent trolls after me. And then you go on a podcast and you talk shit about Ariana. And when Ariana says, "Why did you do that?" You're like, "I'm just bearing my soul." Is what I, what I am. You can't do that. You can't have it both ways, Lala. <laughs> yeah. So great. And it's so funny watching Katie just. Suck right up to Lala because she doesn't have her like little mean girl click anymore. So she's gonna still suck right up to uh, Lala. Yeah. Hilarious. So La- Lala's like, she's like, we have been so surface. Like I haven't heard from you at all. And Ariana's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Lala goes, no, I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> Ariana just goes, no, no. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is this how you want to come for me right now? And Ariana's like, I didn't come for you. You came for me. She's like, I said I don't give a fuck about you. You don't give a fuck about me. Isn't that true? And Lala's doing that thing where she's standing above her, like pointing down in her face because Lala's pulling out all of her moves that have worked for her in the past. But now she's got an entire cast. It's like, shut up. Shut up, you annoying little 
Mitt, Matt, Matt. What do you call those? And don't forget that Lala during this, I thought you were going to mention this, that Lala is like, you just keep on bumping your drunk ass. So, of course, Lala is pulling the, like, I'm sober now and you're drunk thing. Yes. So then, so she's like, so, yeah, so she's like, well, you came for me and I'm just responding to it. And, like, what I, you know, I said I don't give a fuck about you. And Ariana's basically like, well, I did give a fuck about you. And that, but now you want to make that true. So, goodbye. Goodbye. And so Lala's like, and then. Lala goes, I have to go. I'm like, you you were just kicked out. You don't get to say, I have to go. You were literally just kicked out. Yeah. So then and Ariana's she, like, she is gaslighting me to make me, like, I'm the crazy one for giving a shit. And so then outside, of course, Katie is waiting, waiting there dutifully. And Katie's like, I've never seen her act like that. <laughs> and don't forget that Lala also said, as she was leaving, I have a baby. I'm not doing this. <laughs> And then, of course, the final line of the the final line of the episode is Lala saying, "Give her some water, dude." Which is, of course, again, yo, yo, the thing. Give her some water, dude. Yeah, I'm sober. Give her some water. Yeah. Oh Lord. Well, what a fun, what a fun episode. It's all the classic stuff we love. I mean, look, we look at us. We just talked for about five hours about it because there was just so much good stuff to talk about. It was great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. My lips dry. And next week, Charlie pops off on Lala, and I am so deeply excited. Like, I gave that preview for next week a standing ovation, because at first I was worried. I was like, I really don't want to watch a fake Coachella. I have a hard enough time with real Coachella content. And then for it to culminate with Charlie being like, you better not fuck with me, Lala, I'm like, literally so excited. I'm so excited for the next episode. Yeah, me too. Well, it's going to be fun. We'll be back tomorrow with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We'll be back later this week with a Great British Baking Show recap on our bonus episodes. If you want any videos or bonus, patreon.com slash watch what crappens. Also, on Monday nights, we are doing something over on an app called Green Room, which is by Spotify. And uh, it's called Take a Seat. And we do just a much more casual show, talk to you guys. Uh, it's not a recap show. We just chill and talk about Bravo and other pop culture stuff. So get the Green Room app. Follow Ronnie Karam and Ben Mandelker, and you'll get notifications when we start that. Shows at 7 p.m., 10 p.m. Eastern. So we'll see you Monday, and if not, we will see you back here next Wednesday, okay? Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Saboni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no Trickolus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. 
can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We will, we will. Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.